There we go. Look at this. Look at this crowd. I love it. So in case you don't know, I'm Michael Moray. I've been standing up here for nine years now, but um, I want to welcome each and every one of you. And this is your very first time. You're in for a treat. If this is your very first time, this is not our normal, but two to three times a year, we have an open mic where each guy at the table has a chance to come up and say what the Lord's doing in his life. Now, we like to respect each other's time. So if you can, however the spirit leads you, but if you can keep it brief, because like there's well over 60 guys here today, if everyone wanted to speak, we can go right to the end because there's no discussion questions. So if we have to, we go right to the end. But before we start, I got a little business to take care of here. First of all, I'm thankful for so many things. I'm thankful for all you guys. I'm thankful after what happened two years ago. I'm thankful just to be here, okay? Amen. So, but I'm thankful to be with all you guys. Um, and I want to thank especially all my table leaders. You guys, lift me up. You do a great job. And God bless you. I hope you all return. Let's hear it. I want to thank the AV team. Can we hear it for the AV team? These guys hold it all together. They keep me in my, Jim Hall keeps me in my place and, uh, and every week. But today I want to do something special. He doesn't know it, but I want to call Dave Geary to come on up here. He put me on the spot once. I'm going to get him. I don't know if you know it, but this is Dave's last week. Dave and his wife are moving to Florida. So... I got you. So Dave, Dave did something to me. So now I got a chance to get even because for seven years, um, Marty and Marty for seven years, Eric Ripstock was trying to get me to share my testimony and some parts of it just were too painful for me, I thought. But um, he was up here giving his <laughs> life story one time and he looks right over at my table and he says, you know, some people don't do it, but they need to because other people may benefit from their story. And I, I went up to him and I said, I got you, Dave, I'm going to do it. So uh, I want to thank you for that, actually, because now I've been able to talk about things even more. But this man right here, I have to give a special tribute to because during the COVID, when we were doing Strictly Zoom and Shiloh for weeks uh, was taking care of his elderly parents and trying to, uh, you know, get them all settled in, this was the only guy on the AV team. And I don't know how we would have gotten through uh, those times on Zoom. He recorded it. He's the guy that puts it on the podcast. Dave, I want to give you a special thank you. I'm certainly going to miss you. And from Band of Brothers, I also want to give you a tribute. God bless you, brother. I love you, Yeah, some guys might benefit from you talking. But anyway, the, the, um, the open mic sessions are my favorite. They're my favorite because week after week, you guys sit here and listen to, and listen to God's word and get, listen to presentations. And now it's, now it's a chance for you to give us a word from God and what he's doing in, in your life, okay, and in, in your life and my life. So it's always difficult. We got the microphone set up here for you. Come on up. Uh, it's always difficult for the first person to get started, but then 
then it t tends to move along pretty well. So here comes somebody already. Okay, Jess. Sound check, sound check. One, two, three. Okay, Mike, I'm going to ask your forgiveness on this, but I am kidnapping your open mic. We are making this day a Michael Moray Appreciation Day. Come here, Mike. Come here, Mike. Come here. I want to give you this. This right here is the Okay? Do not open it yet, because what we're going to do is we're going to have leaders around here we've written, written some of them have written letters to you of appreciation for how you have worked in our lives of how you've inspired us how you have led us so well so for this time if i could steal your mic or actually i'm going to take this one because unfortunately coach is hurt so i'm going to give this over to coach and coach is going to start us off i'm good Thank you. Michael, thank you for all you do for us, man. You're a, you're a blessing. So I wrote a letter to you, my way. But God put things in here for you to hear. And sit down. I think it's a good idea that you sit down for a change. You don't have to run all around. Because you're going, you're going to cry before this stays over. So sit down. That's the way it's going to be. I know you. Love you, brother. Wow, what a God we serve. He took a tough guy who grew up in Camden, had no idea how to love others, but knew how to fight with them, was an above-average drinker, party man, and a very angry man who was almost killed in a head-on collision. However, God chose that man, forgave him, and transformed him into a godly man that we all appreciate. That godly man is you, Mike. You are filled with compassion, wisdom, and a loyal friend to each of us. You are a miracle blessed by God. You have been chosen by God to fulfill the plans he has for you, plans you knew nothing about. He put you in charge of the spiritual needs of men, especially those in this room. I remember when you were asked to lead Band of Brothers by Pastor Eric. You and I met for breakfast, and you told me what Eric asked you to do. You didn't feel you had the experience or the knowledge to perform this task. And you asked me if I thought you were qualified to lead the group. I replied lovingly, no, Mike, you're not. But, but, God does. Look at all the unqualified men in the Bible God has raised up to perform the task he had prepared for them. Mike, he chose you to do it. So do it. And you did. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, 2.10, says, We are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to fulfill the plans God gave us to do many years ago. Mike, you are God's masterpiece. God chose you because he knows your heart and your compassion for others. He knows you are a great leader. God doesn't make mistakes, Mike. Thank you for submitting to God's will and for being obedient to his calling. Mike, the men of Table 9, want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your dedicated commitment to the Band of Brothers. I love you, brother.
No, we're going to get, I'll, I'll take it up for you. Oh, I <laughs> Okay. We'll, we'll have letters come up at the end. We'll have letters come up in the end. Help him here. Let's help. Okay, the next one. Where's Jim Hall? Come on up here, Jim. I've got about five guys for you, six guys. I know I'm in trouble. It's worth it. It's worth it. Now, I just remember, guys, five minutes max. <laughs> he said he had six pages. <laughs> Nine years? My goodness, how time flies. And we were through another, another year of Band of Brothers. I mean, today's our last day. And it's a time for reflection. It's a time uh, to think about what we've learned, and hopefully by the grace of God, hopefully by the grace of God, at least something stuck with us, something that, 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 is, that has definitely changed our lives. I've had, the, I've had the privilege and honor to share leadership in our band, of brother, our, our band of faithful brothers in Christ. Michael refers to me as his sergeant of arms. That was something that started back when, when Bob Chafee was among us. How times have changed. When you took over the duties of director of our merry band, as I finally think of as gentlemen sometimes in a command voice, it stuck. I became a table leader reluctantly. I often wonder what it was about my testimony that was so powerful that it got Michael's attention, but I took the cha challenge under protest and left the rest to God. In the days preceding the pandemic in the upper room, Michael gave me free reign to observe our brothers and their leadership styles. It was an education. It even took, I even took part in recommending one of our brothers the opportunity to become a table leader. Now, this is all supposed to be about Michael, but I wanted to share with you, you all, the unique relationship that Michael and I have. The fact is, we drive each other nuts. <laughs> I, get on him, I get on him about being all over the place, trying to make Band of Brothers work, and he drives me nuts asking me about his many concerns. In fact, I have been honored to be that part of his, his life that he would call me. I ignore my cell phone really well. And share with me something that's burning him. I'm glad to call you a friend and a brother. I wouldn't have you any other way. You've been, you have been and continue to be an inspiration to me. Thank you for your dedication and zeal for the word of God and, and the love of our brothers in Christ here at Fellowship Alliance. Thank you. The next person we have, Bill Perks, will you please come up? <laughs> so uh, some of you guys, uh, I'm not sure if you know some of the history of Band of Brothers, but in 2006, uh, me and a few guys used to sit back at the uh, log house on Wednesday morning and, and uh, read through the New Testament and, and talk with each other in fellowship. And then Bob Chafee came along with Joe Longo and was like, wait, we really need to make this something bigger. And um, I was like, well, I felt like we've been trying to do that for a long time. But uh, Bob was able to do that. And then um, 
we, you know, we, we met in the chapel for, for quite some time. Some of you were there. Uh, and then we ended up here with, with quite a handful of guys. Um, and as time went on, uh, Eric uh, Rebstock really could not, um, really needed someone to stand up and, and help maintain Band of Brothers. And uh, one of the recent uh, themes has been a man standing in the gap. So we have Eric Rebstock looking for someone to continue to lead Band of Brothers, and that was Michael Moray. And so um, all of us that have continued to come every week um, have been blessed by a man who is not on staff, a man who loves the Dodgers, a man who likes Motown, and a man who loves his wife, Donna. So that is Michael Moray, and we are glad to have you for nine years, bro. And we're happy to um, hopefully look for um, another handful of years with you, bro. All right. Fred, will you come up? going to share uh, a part about the Dodgers and our illustrious history and, and debates uh, Michael and I have had uh, between the Dodgers and the Phillies. Uh, we won't talk about them right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, so I'm going to withhold the first part and let Michael read the first part of the letter um, that I wrote about that. But on a serious note, Michael and I have been together serving inside and outside of Band of Brothers for approximately nine years. It started when Michael asked me to lead the food coordination and planning ministry soon after Eric had asked Michael to lead Band of Brothers back in March of 2012. November. November of 2011. 12. 12. Oh, okay. Got ahead of myself a little bit. <clears throat> Michael then asked me a few years later. No, you're right. It was March, but then I trained under him, so I asked Okay. Michael then asked me a few years later if I would consider being part of the Teoshpe ministry to the Pine Ridge Reservation that he and Tim had established as part of the Tim their Timothy project. I responded yes on both accounts. This fruitful ministry on the res in South Dakota consists of a core group of six of us, but many others have given of their resources and talents to support it. Thank you all for that. We have partaken of this ministry for about seven years ongoing, and Michael has been an instrumental part of this endeavor to help change the lives of others in a big way. Michael's attitude is exemplary of one who has a total dedication to ministry, both in leading and in serving others. He truly wants others to know Jesus loves them, down to the five and six-year-olders receiving backpacks with a great big smile. Just like Jesus does, Michael dearly loves the little children he serves. When others like myself sometimes grow a bit weary of serving, Michael leads and serves others tirelessly, even when not feeling well after a critical surgery. Even when he has also had to address family crises going on at the same time, he decides he needs to be on the mission field soon after attending to the needs of family, such as performing a eulogy after the death of a brother or a sister, and the very next day flying out to South Dakota to join us. <clears throat> Not many others here will show up to Band of Brothers every week by 5.30, but Michael. Michael is always, almost always the first to arrive and almost always one of the last to leave if not the last, I wouldn't know because I always bail before 
but I know Michael sticks around to write the blogs every week at the end. Two years ago, near the start of Timothy Projects, we were each asked to name the top 10 who have influenced our lives the most. Now, there are many men and some women in my lifetime who have positively influenced my life to help guide and direct me to where I am in my walk with the Lord today. So it's hard to limit this list down to just 10 people. Michael does not know this, but he made my top 11 as of late 2019. <clears throat> Lastly, Michael is a servant leader with a strong determination, the fire to follow the path that God has set before him. So knowing Michael, like at least some others I know who are here as well, Michael will continue to try to do so until he physically can't lead and serve others anymore. God bless you, Michael. You know I love you, bro. Stay strong as you are. You don't realize just how many other men you have possibly touched as well. Love in Christ, Fred. Next, Mr. Hopley. Mike on mic. <laughs> it's open mic day. Yeah, it's open mic day, so why shouldn't I be here? Thank you, Michael, for your leadership and the integral part that you play in such a vital ministry such as Band of Brothers. Those of us who have been a part of the men's ministry for a number of years have been so blessed and challenged. We've heard God's calling. You've heard God's calling on your life to lead this important ministry of uh, Brothers in Christ. It's so exciting that our new senior pastor, Seth McCoy, sees what we've seen so clearly under your leadership, that a church's healthy growth is vitally tied to the strength of its godly men. I so thoroughly enjoy our monthly leadership meetings, surrounded by such a fine group of godly men, where you encourage and you challenge us. I am so grateful. Your passion and commitment to Band of Brothers is so obvious and appreciated by us all. Bless you, Michael, for the powerful impact that you've had on us all. Second Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Michael, you so beautifully exemplify this. Love you, brother. Now, the one person I haven't seen here is Jeff Davis here. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right in front of me. No, right in front of me. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> I'm surprised, yes. Um, so I did something a little different because I think outside the box all the time. So instead of a letter, um, I made a poem. And uh, so, and look at the nice paper. So it goes like this. <clears throat> I hope I can get through this. A poem about a man I know. I know this dude who arrived at our table. He shared, he expressed, and said more than he was able. I know this man whose journey was not something he had expected, yet in these years our God has gifted him something he hadn't suspected. As he became a leader, often stating, while I'm not on staff, 
It became his tagline, one that would bring us to laugh. I know this man whose heart's passion is to help men grow and bring them together that they might grow deeper with God and serve him forever. I know this man who's experienced God's incredible healing because you see for him, it's God who's doing the leading. I know this man who's always willing to praise God, who's always willing to praise God's name, and in the end with a loud amen. <clears throat> I'm shaking. And then ask us to say hallelujah and more time again. He's a gift from God whose love for us and desire that we grow and explore. So I've just shared with you this man named Michael Moray. So now at this point, um, I've run out of guys for presenters, but I know a number of guys have written letters. So this is your opportunity to bring up your letters, fold them up and put them in the box. And if there's anybody who would like to say a thank you, an appreciation to what Michael has done for us, how, how he's led us over these nine years, this is also your opportunity. So come on up. Michael, uh, I want to thank you for uh, picking me when I didn't think I was uh, worthy. Let's put it that way. Uh, I joined the Band of Brothers because of our friend Tom, who invited me. And months later, you selected me to be in the uh, Men of Iron program. And I told them before, I made every excuse not to join. And when you finally came up and asked me, I said, yes, when do we start? And it was great. Little did I know that this was going to be a, a path where you and I would get to know each other. We both grew up in Camden. We have so much alike in common in family life. And uh, as the time went on, Men of Iron ended. And you gave another push for Design for Discipleship, we got into that, which Michael just keeps on going. It's, and it's great because I wouldn't do it on my own. Mike gives me that push, that extra push. So we did first Thessalonians study. And when we were finished, Michael said, why don't we do second Thessalonians? I, okay, let's do it. So we do that. And then we got on to the Billy Graham program, which is a long program. And uh, I've learned so much. He's guided me. I know there's a man here that I can call up. And it went from just an acquaintance to a friendship. And I can call him at any time. 
we pray for each other. When he needs something, I'm there for him and he's there for me. And this is a great brother I have. And I just want you to know I appreciate and love you, dude. Oh. Michael, it's been almost 12 years since we've known each other. And I still remember every day, the first moment that we met. We were sitting at, I forget the name of the, what was it originally called? Boot camp. None of us knew what to expect. Eric was there. And you put out a call for us to introduce ourselves. The Holy Spirit was there in such a powerful way. You went first. And what you said broke down every wall on every man sitting in that room. You have mentioned to me, and I felt the same way, that we always thought that we didn't need anybody but God and ourselves, solitary Christians, from that very moment, you, through the Holy Spirit, awakened my desire to be around other men who could help me not only walk the straight path, but also this desire to meet other men. It's been a wild ride for 12 years. We've cried, we've laughed. You've been there for me to bring me back to where I should be. You've allowed me the freedom to show myself without fear. And that's not easy to have somebody. I've never known anybody in my life. No, no man has ever been able to do that, but you have, Michael. You said that your passion was to lead men. That was, your, that was your goal. You also said that you wanted God to give you a new heart. Well, I'm here to say that God has accomplished that. Your new heart is strong and on fire for the Lord. Even when you don't think it is, it is. We see it. Your leading a band of brothers has been nothing short of Phenomenal. And again, you may not see it, but we see it. So I'm here to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I love you, man. Already at this point. Anybody else? <laughs> this is this is also known as Michael's most uncomfortable day. <laughs> right, you're doing well. All right, so uh, I don't know if I've met everybody. My name my name is Eric, and I used to be the men's pastor here. And now I have a different role, and so I only say that uh, for two reasons. One, Michael, I'm sorry I didn't get my name tag today on the way in. Apologize. 
and and I want you guys to know kind of the history of of Michael and my relationship. So a long time ago, I went to. I'm not going to betray your age. Michael's a little older than me. Uh, I went to high school. I was in high school with his oldest daughter. His youngest daughter was still a little bit uh, too young, but she was probably a freshman and I was a senior. So I knew the Moray family, at least from a distance. I get to church here and meet this guy. I'm like, oh, Mr. Moray. He's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll be Michael. All right. So, so we've been here for 26 years. The Morays have been here for 20, more than that, 20, right? 28. All right. So they were here. They predated us by two years. So there was never a time that I've been at FAC that the Moray family was not here. So I become the men's pastor about 12 years into my tenure here at FAC. And I read this once and I thought, oh, I can totally do that. That, you know, the sign of a good leader is that he just surrounds himself with leaders who are better than him. I'm like, well, that one's easy for me. So, um, I had been praying about Band of Brothers, you know, so it was my job as a men's pastor to kind of oversee Band of Brothers and, and make sure that we all moved along and, and the group kept getting bigger and bigger. And it was not burdensome, but it was, it was a heavy lift. And so I started praying about a leader who would be better at it and better about it than I would be. I did this for a year and a half. And then I walked up to Michael Moray and I said, hey, Michael, would you consider leading our Catalyst men's groups? program. And he said, oh, I'll pray about it, but I'll tell you what I really want to do. And that's, I, he said, I'd really love to lead Band of Brothers. So Michael and I had that conversation approximately nine years ago, and, uh, and the rest has been history. So Michael, just to say, well done. I know, you, I know it's not easy, but just take a look around, right? These are lives you've shaped through the power of the Holy Spirit, but you have done this and you have led well. Good job. Okay, at this point, um, anybody else? Come on up, come on up. Hey, um, Michael, I would like to say, first of all, on behalf of our table, no, I guess everybody here, we show up here this early because you have sucked, you have put so much effort and time, and I know we've discussed this, on preparing, making sure everything's right for us, the men that you bring forward to give a message from God. God works so powerfully through you. It shapes our table. We all show up almost every single week because the discussions are amazing. And you, it's God working through you. You always know the right thing to bring to us, all of us as men. And I'm, uh, we're all honored to be and to know you. And I want to thank you. I'm not going to sing. Um, Michael. I'm sort of new when it comes to uh, Band of Brothers compared to this illustrious crowd here. But we've had some intimate moments, some private conversations in and out of this building. And you are a rock in so many people's lives. So I wrote a poem called Home. And 
it was mentioned, uh, was it uh, Eric who said about heart? Yeah, you are one big heart. So, Lord, he's shown you the way that has made you see the beauty of life as he has made it. Devoid of pain. And you've had your share of pain. And as you know, I prayed for you, as I told you before I even knew you, through meeting your brother. And I said, there's something about this man. I don't know him, but I really felt you. So he's shown you a place of gratitude, a place of peace, a place like no other in front of this band of brothers. You are the rock. And he's made a place in your heart where the Lord forever dwells, a simple place that we all call home. You've made this home a sacred place, a loving place, a welcoming environment for young and old alike to know the beauty of God and what he's done in each and every one of our lives. I love you. Before I step on any other toes, is there anybody else who wants to say something? Good man. You know, I came here years ago with my son kind of brought me here. And we sat here at table three. Michael was here with us. And a couple of things I want to say about Michael. One of them is he asked, he has said to table a couple of times to me, you know, Dick, this is great. This is it's good Wednesdays. But I feel like I got to do more. And how many times you say that, Mike, to me? I feel like I got to do more. And I, it, it stuck with me because look where he is. And I'll tell you a little something else about him. I had a shoulder operation and I couldn't use my arm, couldn't drive. My wife was sick. And he volunteered to take me to the shop right. I said, okay, thanks, pal. It went, we, we shopped, I came back, and uh, as we unloaded the stuff, I said, by the way, Mike, I said, I appreciate what you did. I said, how far, where are you live anyway? He said, Haddonfield. I said, what? You came from Haddonfield to my house, picks me up, takes me to ShopRite, and comes back with the food and, and, and leaves. I said, I've got friends that, and this is kind of unique from high school, about four or five guys used to hang with me and my friends. There ain't a one of them that would have done that. And that's not what you call friend. This is, this is a real friend. Anybody, and I said, since I've been here a while, I think any one of you guys, if you ask for something, if they could do it, will. And that's what's good about Wednesdays. And looking around, it just amazes me that a lot of you guys still work. I kind of forgot what that is. It's been a long time. 
That's almost 30 years ago that I worked. And I said, holy crap, you know, uh, these guys got to go to work after we sit here and kibitz. And it's amazing to me, and I don't know how many churches have this, but this is unique, guys. And thank God for Michael. Thanks, buddy. I'm fairly new to Band of Brothers, and uh, I actually lead a group in my own church, and I came here to get fed, but uh, it's nice to hear that you had self-doubts on leading, which, which I did at first, too. But uh, I appreciate everything you do with all these guys here, and uh, never think that you, uh, the work that you do with somebody within them and, and the community that you're in, because it does make a difference. And thank you for inspiring me for my own group that I do in my own church. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, so now at this time, out of a little bit of a miscommunication and a whole abundance of love, we actually have two plaques for you. So Tom, can you come up, please? Tim, can you come up? <laughs> it's going to be a while. Hold on. Everybody, drink your coffee. Yes. Michael Moray. My name. There will be no more open mics. <laughs> this is it. It used to be my favorite role. My brother, it's a pleasure to be with you today. It's in that bag. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to let you read it, though. But I always say when I... Uh, supposed to speak in front of a group, whether it's a funeral, and it's not a funeral. But I always start out my talk with one phrase. They always save the best for last. And I'm, I'm looking at you, you're the best. Yes, look, a friend of ours, a friend of the band of brothers, he's trying to look inside of it. I don't know if he's giving me something or he's giving me the bag. Well, you can take the bag if you want. Let me see if I got it here. I can't get it out. Oh, here we go. Now, I want you to read it. A fine example, turning something ordinary into something extraordinary. Now I'll read the other side. Michael Moray, Band of Brothers, truly a man of God, know that you made a difference, still not on staff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're all right, buddy. And uh, remember, when you take that home, 
I'd like you to have your wife put her on a mantle, but put the, the first side you read so everybody could see it. And then don't worry about the back side. All right. All right. Nope. All right. We got one more tip. Most of you guys don't know this, but when we went through the Catalyst men's group, I would sit there at the table and just listen. You know, that's kind of my thing. I just sit and listen and observe people. Mike would ask why I would never say anything. Well, Michael, now's the time I'm going to say something. As most people have mentioned for the past nine plus years, Michael's led Band of Brothers. Now, I've known Michael for 12 years. It all started on a Monday night when 17 guys sat around a table, starting a path, a journey together. Michael, our paths, while they are different, they are conjoined by Creator. For 12 years, we have lived life together. In our dig project for the guys who've gone through Timothy, my dig project was to not only take the skills that I have that I use in my job day to day to do work, but take those same skills, use them to share my faith, my perspective on faith, because it is quite different than most. On a cold, rainy February morning, Mike and I, we take a drive to Austin City. We walk out on a cold, slippery jetty in creation. And we stand there for an hour and a half. And we pray to Creator. And that is when Chiyoshpai was born. So for seven years, this man's been by my side. He's been a confidant. He's been a brother. He's been a warrior. So Mike, I thank you for that. We also would have these retreats, these camping trips that we would take that started with our CMG group that have continued on until last year. Michael and I would be the last ones to go to sleep. We'd be up for hours because he knows I never sleep. <laughs> and just because I scared you at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, but we would have these long, intimate conversations. I cherish those conversations because in those conversations, I received godly wisdom from a godly man. But a godly man doesn't do it by himself. So I want all the table leaders to come stand up front. And not only does a godly man need Servant leaders, he also needs a godly woman to stand beside him. 
So Donna, can you come up? Oh my God. So on this 20th day of July, 2021, we the men of Band of Brothers present this certificate of appreciation to Michael Morey for long and outstanding leadership as the director of Band of Brothers Ministry at Fellowship Alliance Chapel. And in closing, we also present this plaque with great appreciation to Michael Moray. We thank you for your outstanding service as director and the tremendous impact you've had on so many lives during your service. Amen. Amen. Okay, he gave me the mic, so I guess I'll say a few words. I want to thank you so much for the fellowship and the friendship that you've given to my husband. It's been a really important part of his life, this Band of Brothers ministry. And um, he talks about every one of you all the time and the close friendships that he's made. This is an answer to prayer, and I can't tell you how much you all mean to him. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for loving my husband, the most wonderful man in the world. Thank you. All right, so to close this up, yeah, go ahead, Jim. So to close this up, I want you to hold on to these, okay? In here, you have your certificate, your plaques, and you have a box of letters. Anytime you feel like you're not appreciated or you're alone or you feel like God's not answering your questions or you feel like this is just too much, I want you to look at these letters. I want you to look at these plaques and I want you to know that you have been God's tool. You have been used here mightily. God has used you here and I want you to say you are appreciated. Let's close in prayer. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your blessing. Lord God, we just thank you for Michael Moray. We thank you for his leadership. We thank you for his dedication. We thank you for his heart, Lord God. We ask you to bless him and Donna. And we ask you to bless Band of Brothers through them. Thank you so much for your wonderful mercy and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn my back two minutes and she's hugging other men. See this? <laughs> anyway, can we make this one dead and this one live? I, you know, very, very rarely do you find me speechless. 
I just don't know what to say because this is my, this is my blessing. You are my blessing. Believe me. And, you know, I've never had anything like this happen to me before. I've never felt this kind of love from so many people before. And I'm not going to share my testimony. I already did that because growing up, I never did feel loved. Growing up, when you grow up in the house, I give my parents all the credit in the world. I'm not here to talk about them. But they had 13 children, and I was number 12. And so many times I felt like a number. There was no time. And I wasn't the best child. So I, I got my love on the streets, okay? I learned how you had to fight for everything you got. But I never had one person in the whole world tell me they loved me. Until I was 18 years old. It wasn't Donna. <laughs> she came later. But so I didn't know how to love. I really didn't know how to love. And then through somebody witnessing to me, I became a Christian. And I and I thought God loved me. I felt that He did from what He did for me. And I thought, I got this God that loves me. He and I are a majority, and I don't need anybody else. I finally got somebody on my side that, I, that can fight with me and for me. But you see, that wasn't God's way. And after being a Christian like that, a solitary Christian, for probably over 20 years, darkness hit. Everything hit. I lost my job. I lost my career. I, I just, one time I called Donna at work and I was outside and I couldn't even go in the house. I said, I'm being attacked. And she said to me, just remember, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And I went back in that house and I screamed the devil to be gone from my house. And it was at that time, it was at that time that I, I went to a guy who was working here named Tom Rice. And I said, I'm desperate. I need to know what I, he said, well, everything's midstream, but there's something going on called next steps. And they were in like the second or third week. It was usually for new Christians. And I went there and that's how I heard about Band of Brothers. And as I came for the first time, I sat at this table, Brian Malarkey and Jeff Davis were the only two there. And I went up there, and I don't know why, because every week after that, there was 10, we had to get extra chairs, but they were the only ones there that week. And when it got done, they asked me, well, what did you think? And I said, I thought it was a little different. I thought, you know, they had the brothers that I could share. I said, I got some, some issues. And Brian said, well, why don't you start? Well, I shared a little bit about my life, and they prayed for me, and I never missed. But Eric, I'm going to amend the story that Eric told you. Because before that happened, I heard Brian talking about he was doing this boot camp program. And I thought that sounded interesting. And I thought, you know, I'm going to sign up just for one week. 
I mean, for one semester, that's it. I'm not doing two and a half, three years. And I went there and there were 17 guys, including myself and Eric came. He said, I'm going to sh show up because you, you guys don't know each other. And he said, I want you to get up and just talk about why you're here. And I was the first one. Well, I got, I was so desperate. I was like spiritual battle. I went on for maybe 10 minutes. After that, oh, we were there to like 1030. I went home. I said to my wife, these guys got more problems than me. I thought, I thought I was the only one. And, and Eric was so amazed. He talked about it at Band of Brothers the next week. He came the whole semester. And then at the end, he said, you know what? I'm not supposed to do this. You guys are on your own. Well, anyway, when that ended, he, he told the story correctly. He asked me to be a catalyst leader, and I turned him down, and he didn't give up. And the third time he called me, he said, let's have lunch. And I still remember we were having lunch, and I said, I'm not being led to do that. What I really said was, I'd like to be more involved in being the brothers. And what he said was, fine, I'll turn the whole thing over to you. And I said, well, I'm not ready for that. He said, no, no, I'll work with you. And sure enough, come that November, here I am. But, but this, you group of guys, not only did I expect something like this, and I give all the credit to the Lord, and I do receive. Eric's taught me to say I receive that blessing and I give credit to the Lord. But from a guy that felt that nobody could love, Years later, I'm hearing all this love. It's never happened to me before. God sent me a loving wife after so many years. The first time I laid eyes on Donna, I knew she was going to be my wife. It took her longer to fall in love. But it was definitely love at first sight. I called up a buddy. I said, last night I met the woman that's going to be the mother of my children. And there she is. God has blessed me beyond belief. And you men took this soul that thought nobody wanted and show me this love. It's just, it's beyond belief. But I thank every single one of you from the bottom of my heart and it's been no work. It's been a pleasure just to fit in with a group of men that are godly and that I know care about me. Thank you, guys. God bless you. I will never forget this day the rest of my life.